Hello, I am really excited to talk about self-actualization. I find it very interesting that a lot of people have different ideas of what it actually is. And I found a lot of difference in opinion um, listening to others describe it. So I wanted to do a little bit of my own research and dig into it a little bit more. When it comes to self-actualization, it's pretty common. People think of Abraham Maslow because he is the one who invented the term. Um, this is a depiction of the hierarchy of needs. He actually didn't come up with this triangle way of laying things out. So try to look at it more as a whole, but we have physiological needs at the bottom, security and safety needs, social needs, esteem needs, and then at the top, self-actualization. So clearly we have needs as humans and the basic ones are going to come first at some level, um, but it is always better to keep our mental health as a priority instead of just thinking about um, kind of this layered view of things and more as a whole is what I'm trying to get across. All right, so I wanna talk about the 15 characteristics that Maslow describes what it's like to be a self-actualized person. He actually has kind of picked out these characteristics based on people that he feels are self-actualized. So again, you know, no one's gonna be all of these characteristics at once either. It's more of something he has created to um, describe what it's like to almost reach a certain level in life as far as your perspective and how that kind of overflows into your life. But anyways, let's jump in here. All right, so the first one, more efficient perception of reality and more comfortable relations, relations with it. So you're going to have an overall good view of what's going on around you. Um, you're going to be able to pick up on lies. And um, if something fishy is going on, you can kind of see through that initial veil. All right, number two acceptance of self, others, and animal nature. You know, it's, there's a real freedom in truly accepting yourself and accepting others. And we also tend to create very high standards for ourselves and how we're supposed to behave. And there's a real beauty in accepting the fact that we are people who fail and we make mistakes and we mess up and it's in our nature, you know, and in the same way that nature is destructive, in the same way we're forgiving of a tornado that rips through a town, it can be horrible, but we don't hold that against the tornado. We just know like that's nature and it had to happen. And there's a sort, sort of acceptance there that if you can shine on yourself and others, there's a very deep empathy you can grow. Mm -hmm. Number three, spontaneity, simplicity, and naturalness. I think 
this is trying to describe about how your ability to kind of go with the flow of life because if you're kind of tapped into that state of flow then you're going to be more willing to be spontaneous and picking up on what's going on and more working on the inside growth and letting that shine out um, and just a simple manner like you care more about what's going on inside of you than you do about what's going on around you and as long as like you're safe you're healthy and you're good to go then there's nothing to stress about all right number four problem centering problem centered versus not ego centered so you're more likely to be thinking about problems that are a lot bigger than you um, bigger causes than the daily kind of just human struggles that we go through number five the quality of detachment the need for privacy apparently self-actualized people need time to kind of process things around them and um, kind of recharge and really they make time to connect with um, that inner self-care. So they're okay being alone. They don't need people around them all the time. Autonomy, number six, independence of culture and environment. This is to describe how you're not going to be easily influenced by whatever's going on around you, the new trend, the new wave, you know, because you're kind of so um, centered in who you are, you're not going to be shaken by um, cultural pushes and things like that. You can kind of see the bigger picture of what's going on. Number seven, continued freshness of appreciation. So when you look at things, you kind of get that new fresh lens appearance sometimes when you look at something and you can always see the beauty in things, even if it's the 1000th time that you've seen it, you can truly appreciate something repeatedly for the just the simplicity and the beauty that it holds. Number eight, peak experiences. So back to that state of flow. Um, Sometimes when people play music, sometimes when I play piano, I just kind of get lost in um, staying on beat and you kind of just enter a state of flow where you lose track of time and you're just so in the moment enjoying what you're doing that you're just experiencing bliss and you're feeling good and you're having a lot of these peak experiences. And the more you learn how to do that in your life, the more self-actualized you're gonna be. This is a term number nine. I don't know how to say this. It is a German term, but it means to develop a vision bigger than oneself, um, to really connect into that sense of community and think about who you can help around you. Having a bigger vision of how you can help your community instead of thinking about your own problems. There's a lot of discussion in the psychology community about how depression is can stem a lot from someone who spends too much time thinking about themselves. 
and kind of not as much time thinking about how they can help their community and what's going on around them. They're too self-focused in a negative way. So it's better to think about others and do good things for others. And that's what a self-actualized person would do, apparently. All right, number 10, interpersonal relationships. It is good clearly to socialize and build trust with others and put yourself out there. And you can't really build that sense of community if you're not putting yourself out there in the community in order to do that. Um, so it's just important to have an influence on others and your cup should be so full that it's over overfilling into other people's cups. Um, ideally. All right, number 11, the democratic character structure, just acceptance in general, acceptance of people regardless of whatever your differences are, um, appearance-wise, personality-wise, lifestyle-wise, whatever your differences are, just an overall acceptance for that. Number 12, discrimination between means and ends and good versus evil. So you're kind of gonna be able to see the big picture on certain things if someone's trying to convince you to take the short route, you kind of can see like, actually, I know there really is no such thing as a short route. This is not the best direction for me to go. Um, and really just trusting that inner wisdom within you that's saying, this is a good idea or this is a bad idea. If you feel really connected with that, um, then you're more self-actualized. 13, philosophical and unhostile sense of humor. So your sense of humor is not one that is um, deprecating anyone or doing anything harmful or seriously hurting anyone. 14, creativeness. Um, creativity is um, really the more I learn about it. It is truly not something that I think someone should try if they're in, into being creative. I think everyone is creative and it's important to do things to help you bring that out. Um, no matter what that is, if it's something practical like painting, that's cool, but it could also be something um, a little bit different, like just making something that you enjoy or giving your brain time to not think and just kind of come up with different new innovating ideas. Um, there are so many different ways to be creative and it really is uh, one of the necessities of life for us all to experience um, throughout our day. All right, 15, resistance to enculturation, the transcendence of any particular culture. So they're gonna kind of see the big changes that are going on and not really get caught up in the big waves that are happening around them. All right. Self-actualization is not an end goal. You don't get to, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't get to a point in your life where you're like, yay, I'm self-actualized now. I did it. Um, although maybe there are certain people who have, who would be considered by Maslow to be self-actualized because it is a journey. It would be something that 
even if you had made it to that level, you would still be continuing to evolve and change as a person and deepen your relationships with others, deepen your community, deepen your empathy for other people, um, deepen your self-love for yourself, um, appreciate the things that are around you, appreciate other people more. But that is something that is a lifelong um, journey of building these characteristics that we all know are going to lead to like basically having a more fulfilled life. But it's definitely not something that you just accomplish and you're done one day. It's, it's an ever-evolving part of our life. And it's very beautiful experience once you tap into yourself and how you're doing it yourself and what, um, where you're at on that journey. All right. So self-actualization is the desire to become more of what one is or to become everything that one is capable of being. One thing you can do is live so that you have no regrets. One, one regret that people have um, at the end of their life is they say, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Number two, I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings and speak my mind. Number four, I wish I'd had stayed in touch with my friends. Number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. These are all feelings that people have had when they don't have that much longer to live. These are the five regrets that cross their mind. And it seemed to revolve around really being true to themselves and connecting with others and putting those relationships in their life at a higher importance than they normally do. So the biggest lie about self-actualization is that it is about just one big accomplishment. A lot of the times like someone might um, go to be a doctor and they do all their doctor training. And when they get finished, they realize that it's the wrong career for them. And they end up going and being a dress designer or something. And they might realize that they've wasted a lot of their time, maybe that they have a long journey ahead of them starting a new business. But chances are that person is going to be more happier because they're doing something that is more aligned with their values and their purpose in life. <clears throat> Self-actualization is about your unique essence. I think just like the doctor who realized she was supposed to be a dress designer, again, it's not about that one thing you're doing either, but it also is about expressing yourself. And if expressing yourself at your fullest involves your career, then that's fine. Then that could really be a good source of that positive energy for you. But I think it's a lot about tapping into your uniqueness and what you can uniquely bring into the world and 
create. I think figuring out who you are and what you're about and self-actualization and everything, it's kind of like being at a big concert and there's a bunch of people and they're all packed in really close together and you're just trying to get to the front of the stage. And when you think about it, you're looking back and you're like, I'm never gonna get there. There's too many people, this is gonna be really stressful. Or you can just start walking and very slowly maneuver your way through the crowd. And it kind of happens naturally if you just get in the rhythm of how everyone's moving and you don't force it or try to push through the crowd. You don't really create much resistance, but you also want to get in that kind of rhythm. So you want to get in that flow state as you're moving through the crowd. It just kind of happens. And the next thing you know, you're at the front. I think that's kind of what self-actualization is like because you're just taking every step as you go um, as best as you can, as you kind of evolve and develop. Another way to describe it would be as if the true you is the lighthouse and you're walking through a really cloudy, cloudy storm and you're trying to get to the lighthouse, you're trying to figure out more who you are. So you just keep walking, but the only way you can really tell where you're supposed to go is that little bit of light that you can see. So you take one tiny step towards that light. And once you take that step, you look for where you can see the light a little bit more again. And that's, again, how you do it. You just keep taking that one tiny step at a time as you develop into who you're meant to be. This is another quote by Abraham Maslow. It says, a, music a musician must make music. An artist must paint. A poet must write. If he is to be at peace, this need we may call self-actualize by Abraham Maslow. So my thoughts that I wanna leave you with today are, what is it that you think in your life that you must do or you feel called to do? Is there something that you really want to do that you might regret not doing later on? So just think about that. Ponder on that this week and let me know your thoughts. And thank you for listening. Bye.